Welcome to the 140th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. The Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings Program was launched in southeast Minnesota in 1997. Since then, Farm Beginnings has expanded into numerous regions of the country. In response to demand for a community-based training initiative, that provides beginning farmers a foundation in business planning, goal setting, and innovative marketing. Besides southern Minnesota, Farm Beginnings licensed courses are now being offered in Illinois, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, and New York. One other area Farm Beginnings is being offered in is the Lake Superior region in northeast Minnesota and northwest Wisconsin. Through a partnership with the Lake Superior Sustainable Farming Association, LSP is offering the class to beginners who are interested in everything from community-supported agriculture vegetable production, to grass-based livestock enterprises. Farming in this part of the country can be challenging given the short growing season and poor soils. But Farm Beginnings grads are making a go of it by utilizing such innovations as season-extending greenhouse systems, soil-building cover cropping, and cold-hardy plant varieties. All of this requires plenty of creativity and hard work, but all that sweat equity can pay off in a region where there is a pent-up demand for healthy, locally produced foods. In fact, Many new farmers in the Lake Superior area report having a difficult time keeping up with demand once they launch their enterprises. While such demand makes marketing easier, it can present its own challenges, says Cree Bradley, who coordinates the Farm Beginnings program in the Lake Superior region. Farmers are often tempted to expand production quickly to keep up with demand and can find themselves sometimes overwhelmed with their workload and logistics. That's why the Farm Beginnings class focuses on helping participants develop long-range plans and do the kind of goal-setting that will keep them sustainable from an economic, physical, and quality-of-life point of view. I recently traveled up to northeastern Minnesota and northwestern Wisconsin to talk with recent Farm Beginnings graduates in that region. First, I visited Jana Gertz Fat Chicken Farm, a vegetable operation near Embarrass, Minnesota. There, she and LSP's Cree Bradley talked about the importance of stepping back every once in a while and taking the long view of things. Jana started out talking about how passion for a career like farming can do a lot to help get such an enterprise off the ground, but how it is also important to pace oneself to make such a business sustainable. Jana, we had talked a little bit about when you were taking farm beginnings, you wouldn't get into farming if you weren't enthusiastic about it. And But that you soon found out after uh, you started your operation that you were very uh, open to doing just about anything at first and that you really kind of had to figure out how to balance that enthusiasm with, I guess, sustainability. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, I guess the thing that I discovered is your enthusiasm can take you only so far. Your passion can take you only so far when it comes to working an 18-hour day, day after day after day. You just just cannot keep that up no matter how enthusiastic you are. Well, at least I couldn't keep that up no matter how enthusiastic I was. Um, I just found that you have to try to balance what you want to do over the long term with what people are asking you to do in the short term, which are often two very different things. Yeah, and I think that that was, you had... uh and one of the things you had talked about with Farm Beginnings was that initially you thought maybe it would be more of a comprehensive view of actually production and everything. But the fact that it did focus on the business planning and the goal setting, that in the end that kind of you feel like that maybe wasn't a, 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 a real benefit is to be able to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's something that maybe 
or that probably you wouldn't be thinking about. You'd think about, oh, I'm going to have a farm and I'm going to have chickens and I'm going to have 50 feet of peas and all kinds of the things that you want to do. Then you have to figure out a way or decide on a way that will let you keep doing that for a long time. And that's probably going to mean saying no to things that people ask you to do, which is hard. It's hard for me to do. Cree, you had talked a little bit about one thing that you've observed or kind of learned through this experience of, of having the Farm Beginnings class up here for the last five or so years is there is this, especially up in this area, there is a real demand for local food. And sometimes people, it, it can be a good problem, but it can be a real issue of people realizing there is a huge demand. I could, you know, there's n- not enough hours in the day for me to try to meet that, that sometimes you kind of have to help people decide what am I going to try to do? What, what and what is the limits? How am I am I going to have a quality of life? That type of thing. Yeah, we we go through a process called a writing a holistic goal, and it really helps people get clear about the quality of life that they want and what they need to commit to in order to sustain that, and how they need to take care of their resource base to sustain it. And I think that goal setting process, a holistic goal, is really what helps keep that in check. And it's hard because, uh, as as Janice said, there's a lot of opportunities that come your way. And um, and she said it so wisely, like we have as farmers this deep desire to please. And uh, we we love to feel that, that people want us, want our products. Um, it feels good, especially as a beginning farmer where you're trying to make your way in this world. And so it's, it's my hope that Farm Beginnings and some of our goal-setting processes and, and decision-making processes are very helpful to beginning farmers so that they can uh, make their mistakes, but maybe not make so many mistakes where they're getting burned out and, and uh, making it not work for them. I think our, our farmer presenters, our experienced farmers who come in and teach, and even our beginning farmers who come back to teach, you know, they're, they're very grounded in the realities from the field, but overwhelming that message of satisfaction and how rewarding this profession is comes through loud and clear and keeps people really motivated to move forward with actualizing farms. Yeah, and I think that's that kind of gets at that whole issue that we started with of uh, that satisfaction is awesome. It can be a real motivator, but tr- trying to figure out how to balance that with the business planning. Exactly. That's, I think that, and it takes you a while to figure that out. You don't want to close yourself off from opportunities. You don't want to say, well, I can't grow flowers because I'm too busy with the broccoli. Um, but you also have to be, you have to be aware of what you're doing and what you want to do and figure out how it all works together and you'll make mistakes and you'll try some things and you'll fail and you'll try other things and they'll succeed succeed wildly so you just have to keep trying new things but also be constantly aware of how everything is fitting together that's hard to do I think one of our farmers, uh, Landis and Stephen Spickerman, have a quote that we use in our class a lot. It's, if you're not willing to learn and then unlearn and then relearn, you're going to have a tough road as a farmer. That it's always a constant and ever-changing process that we just have to keep observing and monitoring and, and making good decisions as we move forward. Next, I went to see Todd and Kelsey Rothy, who own and operate River Road Farm, a vegetable operation near Marengo, Wisconsin. There, Todd talked about how his first foray into farming several years ago did not end well because he was not balancing hard work with good financial management and long-term planning. Farm Beginnings, Todd says, 
has helped River Road Farm resist being driven by demands that may not fit his family's long-term goals. Uh, the first time around, uh, the first eight years, I was more impassioned with the activity of farming itself and, and getting my hands dirty you know, on the land and producing high-quality vegetables and did a very poor job of tracking my numbers. And that came at a cost, you know. Uh, the farm was not profitable uh, after that many years and and subsequently uh, stressed the f family life and so forth. So, And so Farm Beginnings was, a, for me, a fresh look at, at how uh, farming could be profitable given the fact that you had a proper plan in place and you stuck to the goals uh, laid out before you. I think that's a good point that you, you guys really seem adamant from what my conversation with you about that business plan and that those holistic goals and really sticking to not just saying we're going to produce as much as we can, you know, maybe there's a big demand for everything, so we're going to plow everything up, but really looking at, well, does that fit in with our goal? Is that, is, is that a sustainable way to, to kind of grow and, and, and go forward with the business? The large uh, part of our success in the short term here is the fact that we did work so hard to get our goals on paper and get uh, five-year projections uh, set out in front of us and so that uh, with each growing season we can reflect on um, are we achieving our goals or are there places where we have weaknesses or strengths in addressing those things for the, the next season and it's really helped give us perspective on whether we're truly successful or not. I mean like you said you could <laughs> the way you put it was lying on a leash. You could, you have a huge demand here, and you, you've got about 30 acres here. You're farming about an acre and a half, and it would be very tempting to just plow everything up. But you've really kind of had to think about that. Yeah, it's a, it's almost uh, like torture. Funny enough, but really we have to keep in mind uh, the amount of debts we've incurred in our growth as a farm, and letting the revenue catch up. Uh, first, having having our investments uh, pay for themselves to a certain extent uh, before we make any more capital investments uh, and, and trying to stabilize our growth in a way that doesn't result in insanity, if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> for more information on Farm Beginnings, See www.farmbeginnings.org. There you'll find information on classes being offered in Minnesota as well as other regions in the country. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendahl, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening.